G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Well, another opportunity today to talk about what's happening on the ground in Ukraine, where hundreds of thousands have been displaced in the Russian invasion. Russian forces are reportedly continuing to shell frontline positions in Ukraine's eastern Donbass region, Let's get some of the latest, an update today from on the ground where Christian ministries have been doing all they can to care for the Ukrainian people who have fled for their lives. Wayne Check is team leader for a group of churches under the banner of Operation Mobilization. He's just to the south of the Ukraine capital, Kiev. Wayne, a special welcome back to 2020. Well, thanks a lot. Um, great to be back with you. Wayne, you are just back from a visit to some of the eastern Ukraine border regions. What can you report from what you've seen there? Uh, yes, this is my first trip um, for, for some time or since the war began. Uh, I went to the city of Dnipro and this is the new, uh, we call it a four post. This is the, the, the current safe large city that we can use as a as a launching pad for ministry and, and bringing people in. And it's you know, just over 100, 150 kilometers from the, the, uh, where the fighting is uh, at the moment. So that's the place where uh, we can uh, launch out from and also bring people back to. So I got to see uh, Christians working together across different denominations. We got a group of uh, volunteers together. These are the people that are working tirelessly from extracting people, going in, sending in food, bringing people out, taking them uh, to churches, and then seeing them accommodated. And it was a really special uh, event to see um, you know, almost 90 volunteers who have been doing this since day one. That's more than 80 days that they've been uh, in this extreme uh, situation. And we just wanted to get together and have a, uh, a banquet with them to encourage them uh, in the, the amazing work that they're doing. But it certainly was very special to be there. So you're saying there's a coordinated church's effort, and uh, this is in order to make a way for people who are displaced to find somewhere which is a sanctuary, a shelter from the elements, and to get them to a place of safety. Is that the way they're working? Uh, yes, um, but it's all a, it, it was all a very ad hoc uh, uh, event to start with um, because everyone was uh, was fearful and running for their lives and trying to find out where where to um, to deal with the the first initial uh, flood of um, during the, the the first attacks. Um, but as time got on, people some had moved, others had stayed, others had become very active. And yes, uh, we you're you're seeing relationships happening on the move in a war zone as people uh, forge yeah, new, new partnerships. And it's, it's a very beautiful thing to see. 
Are there tragic stories that are coming from those that you've been connecting with, uh, those that you've been providing, uh, a, uh, you know, a lifeline to? Yes, there's uh, there's a lot of stories. We now all have our wartime story of, you know, of coming up to three months. So it all has, um, you know, different little chapters and, and days and, and events and so when you get together uh, with people and you hear their stories, um, I work with the pastors, so I, I get to I get them to share what was their particular war war story. But I've gone in while it's safe, when when, when the, the enemy forces have already left, and so we're we're doing that in safety. This situation is different because people are still there in, in the active fighting zone, and of course we um, yeah we know of tragic stories. Um, not only amongst uh, people trying to escape, which is you just see the devastation written on their faces, but also amongst the people that go in and bravely uh, risking their lives to take uh, to take people at, uh, out. Um, yeah, that's that's how war is. No doubt there are so many who are in survival mode right now. Uh, is there lack of food, a lack of medicine, lack of those basic provisions we might take for granted here in Australia? So um, most of Ukraine now can see where it is safe and uh, places where the, um, the Russians have retreated from are now getting back to, oh, I can't really call it an Australian normal, but um, they're in safety and logistic lines are being reestablished. The problem is, though, um, these places, the businesses have all stopped. There's no income being generated and so the economy is not working there. That's, that's even more exacerbated when people have fled their homes to another place and they've run out of money, but there is food now in the stores. So um, that's a major um, place where the churches can be a, a support to those who are displaced. And then you've got the third thing of the war zone. Um, it is just pandemonium there. It's a very dire uh, situation for those. Many of those that couldn't flee are people... Uh, with disabilities and uh, the elderly and, and things like that. So it's the Christians that can go in and, and help people. But sometimes, you know, no electricity, no water, no food, no medicine. And right now there is a huge uh, fuel crisis all over the country. Um, so the last trip that I went on was 1,200 kilometers uh, into eastern Ukraine. And we had to take all of our own fuel with us because we weren't able to um, uh, to get fueled up at any of the hundreds of fueling stations. So that all puts an extra layer of uh, complexity on the situation. Wayne, the people, it's one thing to have no food uh, or to have no job, to have your life taken from you because of the invasion. Uh, what about the people and how they handle those things? Because as a pastor, you might be involved in all sorts of counselling for grief and loss and trauma. Those sorts of things, are you finding yourself in the circumstance where a real ministry of a gospel Christian minister is needed? Oh, absolutely. Um, the area of... of um looking after people psychologically and emotionally is huge. I mean, everyone's lives have been turned upside down and even amongst the, um, the hurting helpers, you know, life goes on. You're, you're living in 
other people's hurt for you know now for months and so you need to look after yourself as well but this area is going to be an increasingly important one as we all learn the skills of of at least emotional first aid um, that we can uh, that we can give but um, the wounds are very deep but yes um, basically all the Christians are going to have to learn this as they go through their own grief um, Many are ministering now, having lost their own homes. And how does that work in in the kingdom of God? Dreadful effects from the war. Are there those who are sitting around and talking about what things will look like on the other side uh, when peacetime does return? Uh, what sort of conversations are you hearing? Well, I'm more of a conversation maker. Uh, because uh, in the end, the war will end in one form or, or another. And um, my uh, my fate is to be here. I have a Ukrainian wife and four Ukrainian children, and, and we're called to be in this country. And so we're looking beyond to what what will the process be of rebuilding, what needs to happen. And, I mean, now in my little town of 15,000, we have 15,000, so double the population, um, uh, total of internally displaced people. These are people without jobs and without income, uh, and many of them can't go back or won't be able to go back. And uh, many of their places have been destroyed. What 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 will it look like? How do we start to harness, or who do we need to partner with so that we can create jobs and uh, provide a a new type of shelter, a new type of stability that is a part of the discipleship process as we come alongside people for the long haul. Is there a need for Australian Christians listening to our conversation now to be prayerful and preparing for a time when they might be able to support the good work you're doing through Operation Mobilisation? What sort of financial needs do you think you're going to be needing into the future? Yeah, so that's when the real work is going to to be. This is we've been told that this is going to be a, a multi-decade rebuild. I mean, you know, decades now of of lives have been uh, affected, and so we're looking at that. Where uh, we're now talking amongst the pastors and uh, Christian businessmen, looking for opportunities of what what will it look like? How can the church and Christians come alongside people? Um, to to rebuild and so yes uh, the answer is yes yes and yes um, we're, we're, we're going through that process of studying talking dreaming and planning it's really hard to dream right now uh, during the ravages of war but um, we're all uh, beginning to look trying to raise our heads out of the trenches so to speak of of what will that look like so um yeah, we'll be looking for people to come in and partner with a with a church or with a community of believers has uh, has basically materialized. What will it look to come like to come in and, uh, and 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 partner with them as they rebuild their lives together? And the economy will be a, a special part of that. No doubt, it's one thing to rebuild a building that's been destroyed by shelling. It's another thing to rebuild a life marriage and a family on the other side of war and for listeners who are 
understanding the depth of what it takes to have that rebuilding happen, uh, you'll know that having the Christian gospel at the centre of that is going to be something very important and something very special for the people of Ukraine. Let me point listeners to connect with Wayne Check. Wayne is a team leader for a group of churches under the banner of Operation Mobilisation. Now, you can connect with Operation Mobilisation here in Australia. They have an Australian website, om.org.au. That's om.org.au. And my encouragement is for listeners to connect with Operation Mobilisation, connect in any way you can with prayer partnership, connect with any way you can with financial support. Wayne Check, thank you so much for sharing your heart with us once again today on 2020. And I know that many listeners around Australia will be having you in their prayers even as we speak. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.